0: Living the extreme... week on reliving the extreme we are discussing and reviewing the Win Worlds collide show from May 14th 1994 your main event Terry Funk and Arn Anderson against the beautiful Bobby Eaton and Sabu I'm Nate Maxson, your host and this week what we did a little something a little different we actually did record the show live on our Facebook group which is something we're going to do infrequently when we're talking about big shows or what have you so that we can uh, get your feedback, uh, see your comments on the shows or anything you want to ask or anything like that. So stay tuned for that. If you're not a member of our Facebook group, please do join it. It's just Reliving the Extreme right there on Facebook. Check it out. Reliving the Extreme and ECW Podcast. And uh, that's what we're going to do right now. I'm going to take you to the Facebook Live that we did this past Thursday night recording our review of ECW When Worlds Collide, right here on Reliving the Extreme. We are live on Facebook, once again, Reliving the Extreme. Nate Maxson, Aaron Maxson, and Chad Austin here with you to review ECW When Worlds Collide, May 15th, 1994. And if you are watching us live on the Facebook, feel free to comment, ask questions, let us know what you think about, if you've seen When the Worlds Collide, what you thought about the show, et etc., cetera, et cetera. We're happy to be here. I'm not going to do the intro again. I'll do another one.
1: Well, don't do that. But explain to the people if they want <laughs> their name to be seen.
0: If you yes, we're on Streamyard. So if you want your name to be seen for us to be able to react to your comment by your name, you have to click that you give permission for your name. Other than otherwise, you're just going to be Streamyard user. So, but that being said,
1: that's like being Super Destroyer one or two. Yeah, (laughs) No fucking idea
0: who you are. Until you're unmasked, and then we still have no idea who you are. Mr. Wrestling number three? Was that one? No, no. That was Vince Russo, I think. Bro. All right. (laughs) When Worlds Collide, May 14th, 1994. I want to preface this by saying apparently the night before the TV title changed, Mikey Whipwreck is the new TV champion in ECW as we go into this show. No No, longer is it the pit bull.
1: That was in my notes. I was like when they were like, oh, Mikey's the new TV champ. I was like, I don't fucking remember that.
0: It didn't. It They they filmed it, and then it doesn't air until the next show after this. Okay. Um, on TV. Which, like I said, I took the bullet and watched that for us because that was a lot of recapping of When Worlds Collide, some promos, and then the Mikey Whipwreck Pitbull like highlights of that match where Mikey won the title. So we won't have to watch that next week. We'll probably skip to the next week. Um, but that being said... Like I said, May 14th, 1994, when worlds collide, the ECW arena. And uh,
1: 1,500 people. Do you guys think there were 1,500 people there?
0: What, in Philadelphia?
1: I hope there, I hope there was. So that's what they said. They said we crammed 1,500 people in this thing. In Philadelphia or the building? In the building. Uh, <laughs> in the building, in the ECW <laughs> arena.
2: <laughs> I thought Joey <laughs> Styles did a census. He, he, he was out that <laughs> afternoon walking around asking people where you live, what's your name?
0: Oh my God! I can't believe how many senior <laughs> citizens there are in here. Yeah. So I mean, I, I don't know. Um,
2: it's it's astonishing to me because I I hear several different numbers because we always thought that the most you could fit in there was twelve hundred, right? I mean, mm-hmm. wasn't that like the going number for the longest time?
0: I think so. Yeah, something like eleven or twelve hundred.
2: I mean, how could how could ecw slash paul todd who, whatever your sister's ass fly under the radar the fire marshal for so long yet you have paid security people that you know what i'm saying yeah and emts without somebody finding out you have more than the fire codes allow.
0: grease and palms in philadelphia <laughs>
2: I, I mean is am i not right isn't that don't you think that's like a, a fair question
0: yeah, absolutely. Like, they, uh,
2: how, wh- wh- where the fuck are you putting these people at? I mean, is there an upstairs?
0: Guys standing by the fire exit. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's just amazing to me. The first match on this show out the shoot is the Rock and Rebel with his manager Jason, the sexiest man alive, against Tommy Dreamer. And uh, I like to hear your guys' thoughts on this match. I thought it was kind of plotting. I wasn't terribly impressed with what I saw here. I don't know. You want to go,
2: Aaron? Because to me, it's just a Philadelphia staple of a of early nineties.
1: Yeah, I just put it's it's Tommy Dreamer versus The Rock and Rebel, and <laughs> he's decent. It was what it was. Joey says that The Rock and Rebel is the nastiest man in wrestling. That's what he says. Um, um, they're trying to really put over the fact that the crowd is um starting to favor Tommy Dreamer, but it's it's like 70 30. Like it, like seventy percent of the people are like, fuck this guy. Thirty <laughs> percent of them are like, yay. And and the 30% are like so like the five women in the crowd and some kids. Like none of the dudes are into Tommy Dreamer at all. And um I disagree. I I don't think that I don't think this
2: is starting at all. I mean I think I think Joey Styles I'm sorry to cut you off, Aaron. Yeah. Um I think I think that Joey Styles is, is just he's just champions championing that parade. I, mm-hmm. I don't think it started yet. And I think Paul realizes realized that it's gonna take a little bit of work. You know, not like I don't think Tommy deserves it or couldn't do it, but the people just did not give a shit about Tommy Dreamer. Mm -hmm. And I don't think, I don't think it started there, but I mean, I think we're very, very close or, or maybe it was, and I just didn't catch it. You know what I mean? Maybe it's my fault and I didn't see it.
0: And I'm going to, yeah, I kind of agree. I'm going to bring up something in a little bit that, that I want (laughs) to, that will kind of tie into this. But, um, during the match, when rebel hit that, uh, spine buster on dreamer toward the end, did he, do you think he really hurt his knee on that? Like, cause he, uh, he was favoring it and then they went home pretty quick. Did you a guys rebel? catch that?
2: Yeah. Uh, he ain't that good at selling anything.
1: So it had to be. <laughs> yeah, nobody,
0: Touché. <laughs> if
2: Touché. If
1: shot him for being a good worker, you'd be shooting an innocent man. <laughs> um, there's also a chant from the ECW crowd of you both suck.
0: Yes. I did That's catch that. that.
1: You both suck is what they chant at him. Um, yeah. I also, like, this is the first time that I noticed. (laughs) Jesus. um, I don't even know why this is the first time I noticed it, but I'm like, eh, I understand why um, somebody was like, hey, Tommy, you should put a shirt on.
2: Oh, the whole man boob thing?
1: Yeah, it's like, you got china tits. Like, (laughs) like you look like you're somewhat in shape, but you still have tits. Put a shirt on.
2: Yeah, that's that's not not a good look. (laughs) I mean... Yeah, I, I, I should know. <laughs> same here. Same here. I mean, I won't go into anybody. I won't go into the pool in front of anybody in public, even with a shirt on, because you still got to jump in with a shirt on and, and come out. And it's even worse because the <laughs> it. yeah, yeah. then
0: it's clutching your tits. Yeah, yeah it's
1: clutching <laughs> it. But get out, like, and then all of a sudden like, you can smell what the arch is cooking. <laughs> But Tommy was just like, I'm gonna do suspenders. And somebody's like, you got muscular tits. Maybe you should put a shirt on. <laughs> I thought I thought what they did looked pretty good though. I mean, I thought the action wasn't bad. Yeah. No, it wasn't. It was it was it was,
0: it was, it decent.
1: was, a, it was a good, decent opening match. And um, like I said, it was just very basic and didn't <laughs> I, do anything I, that was offensive, but didn't do anything that made you go, Oh god damn, I'm glad I watched that. It was just it was, I just wrote I just wrote that it was a fast count. Awful execution,
2: but a nice angle.
0: Yeah, Dreamer wins the match with a Fez press. And then they, they, cheese, oh a break they a, cheese a breakup. A Fez press. Yeah, well, that's what they call That's what Joey called it.
2: Well, he needs, Maybe that could be like the grilled cheese press.
0: <laughs> the panini, yeah. Yes, it's the, panini.
2: <laughs> the panini. The flying press. panini. <laughs> it, we, don't, we don't have Sal Belomo here anymore. <laughs> <and> Tommy's Italian. <laughs> t- He's throwing 265 pounds of man boob into the air. It's
1: like a, that's a flying pepperoni.
0: <laughs> panini, panini, um,
1: panini! Oh my god! <laughs> and then in the angle everybody wants
0: to see after the my match,
1: people could not, could not kick out of those pepperoni nipples.
0: In the angle everybody's been waiting to see at the end of this match, as I say sarcastically, Rock and Rebel and Jason tease a breakup. Here is this is this the last we're gonna see a Rock and Rebel chat? I can't remember. It's not. Haven't we been saying this for weeks?
1: It's not.
0: I mean, who sticks around longer, him
2: or Jason
0: or Hunter Q? <laughs> well,
1: I I, uh, I think this there's is no
2: you. Hunter Q on this show, pal.
0: <laughs> so the next matchup we have here is the new ECW TV champion Mikey Whipwreck against 911. Um, Mikey is awesome here. He comes down. He makes sure the title doesn't fit. He looks. He looks. He looks a little scared and disheveled. And my question to you guys that I was going to say, this ties into what we were talking about with Dreamer. As we've been watching ECW, Paulie has tried to do the get the ECW crowd behind JT Smith. He's tried to do the get the ECW crowd behind Tommy Dreamer. Is Mikey the first guy that the ECW crowd really made their own? You know, this is our guy.
2: Probably. I mean, Sandman getting there, right? I mean, he... There's something started there with Sam. Man, am I not right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. But I mean, see so what you're saying is Mikey the first guy that that the, the yeah. ECW crowd knows that's not it's not getting pushed.
0: Well, the the one that they first like as Polly is trying to get you know Dreamer or JT or whatever tell you tell these stories with these guys and get the crowd to really connect to them. It seems to me that Mikey is the first one they really connected to and really said this is our, one of our guys. You know, an ECW yeah. and
2: and Joey and Joey. Let you know that during commentary, right? Mm-hmm. He's like, you know, these people want to get behind this kid, blah blah, you know, yeah, all that stuff. So yeah, I mean,
1: I I I, I guess I would say that's probably accurate. I'll, you know, i will say yeah. I think the thing with Mikey was it was the first thing that how do I want to say it? like not that made sense, but like the the first like Mikey's the first paul Heyman ecw gimmick you know that goes against the brain you know what i mean like like not normal storytelling of okay like when they were trying to get jt smith over he was like the the young up-and-comer and he's scrappy or whatever mm-hmm. they, they figured out quick with mike It's like they're all they're gonna make this guy fucking goofy as shit and he's just gonna fall into fucking shit. he's
0: um
2: yeah he's uh if Eddie Gilbert Bean, was still alive, that that guy would be he would be the equivalency to um Eddie Gilbert's John Gillum. If you know him. who that is, like, he you know who the- John Gillum is. Oh yeah,
1: we taught we watched him on here on here. Oh yeah, I forgot. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean it, it, that's that's what he kind that's what he's kind of like, you know. It's supposed yeah. to be a joke, a gag, a rib, a ha ha ha,
1: and then it, it caught it caught fire. Yeah, my, my- and, that- Kinda of what I was saying, like Mikey's the first um gimmick with that crowd that Polly did where we're letting you in on it. You know what I mean? Right. Like like we're not trying to play you guys dumb. We're all we're all in the same fucking boat on this shit, this is funny and it's gonna be a silly gimmick and we're all
0: in on it. Yeah, enjoy, I it, right? Yeah, and it, I do like it. It's fun. Like I said, I just like every I get,
1: week you're gonna every week you're gonna be driving to the fucking ECW arena and being like, "Well, how is Mikey gonna get out of this shit?" Well, luckily, it wasn't every week. Gee, every I every
0: could, four yeah every four weeks. Wouldn't yeah. you know what
2: I, mean? <laughs> I, I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be here talking to you today if it was every single.
0: The week. um the like I said, this is Mikey versus nine one one Mikey just now just has just won. The TV title, uh, Taz costing Pitbull, the TV title against Mikey. they say it was the night before. I don't know if it was actually the night before or not, but um, Polly gets to the ring with 911. He's mocking Mikey whipwreck like pretty much like it's over for you. Um, Mikey gets chokes two choke slams. And then 911 chokeslams slams Mikey and the referee and gets disqualified. Therefore, Mikey retains the world television title. This was effective. I liked it. I mean 911 just another 911 angle, you know. Yeah, well, and it, it got every everybody every player here got over the way that player was intended to get over, you know. So
2: if 911 don't give a shit about being a champion or whatever, what is he in this business for? Right? I, so, I mean, was it was Oh, oh, hey, hey mom. Hey son, what do you want to be when you grow up? I don't want to be a champion or anything. I just want to go out there and pick up people and slam them down. Oh silly
1: <laughs> jacket with my little yes. dude in here. That's what I want to do. If I yeah, could just I mean, be
0: if I could just what, be what a handler. You, you, if I could just be what, the handler of a sadist from Bombay. Yeah. I mean, what
2: what are you in this business for?
0: And then don't give me that whole
2: pain. Ah, fucking Jabroni indie wrestling promo. Pain. Ah. Anybody that says like ah I have a promo, you know, stinks.
0: Absolutely.
2: Glenn <laughs> Osborne. What year is this? we got don't we have freaking Snooka and Sullivan coming up?
0: That is the next match on this show.
2: It was Gordon Soley calling it. <laughs>
0: uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> a yes, uh
2: Ah. Sullivan went to play.
0: Yes, that's uh, right. <laughs> It is the, the Jimmy the, the, Snuka.
2: Um, the, the definition on Snuka is remarkable. He, he gets that from opening poke po- or
0: coconuts and the Fiji Islands with his head. <laughs> with this Hunter Q, Robin's the third. Snuka There's and no Hunter Q, right? Too? Hunter Q is absolutely with Jimmy Snuka in this match. He is oh, still around. Well. <laughs> um, they pretty much brawl. This entire match is a brawl between Snuka and Sullivan with Snooker doing as little as he possibly can. Um, what do you think? Sullivan was carrying that match? <laughs> if anybody was, it had to be him. <laughs> it wasn't, did anybody. Please.
2: They didn't, they didn't do
0: anything. It <laughs> says Sullivan. Yeah, Sullivan bludgeons uh, Snooker with a skillet, a hammer, a spike, a crutch. He has a rope at one point. But like Chad said, really nothing actually happens in this match. No. I mean, does anything ever
2: happen during a Kevin Sullivan match? And is Jimmy Snooker alive? <laughs> they, 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 Yeah, they need to have, like, the referee has to wear, like, the little um, telescope around his, like, neck and, and stuff like that to keep, instead of counting for three, he's counting for three heartbeats. He's got a mirror. Yeah. To take his breath. Yeah,
1: so, well, it's yeah, either well, for
2: that or for Snooker to do coke in between fall finishes. <laughs> Woo! Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. ECW, yeah,
1: TCB, Brother. TCB, <laughs> TCB. I
2: well,
0: thought it was a angle, though. I liked, I like the angle during. Yeah, during this debacle, woman leaves with Sandman. She leaves, leaves Sullivan's side to go with Sandman. um Hunter Q trips Kevin Sullivan and Snuka gets the victory cuz Sullivan is distracted of course by a woman leaving and uh, Snuka gets goes over Kevin Sullivan here and I think this is it for Sully and not Jay Sully. I
1: also, I also think it's the end of Hunter Q. I don't think Yes cuz
0: he gets he gets pantsed and yeah and it kind of leaves him high and dry. Like, you talking about the end of Sullivan? I don't think he's. I don't think he's around after this in ECW. I don't believe. I could be wrong. Um, he might not
2: be. I, I know he was still around but maybe he wasn't there on camera, like as a, okay. as an ECW, but but I know he was still around because he would still be at the hotels. Okay. You know, maybe, right, gotcha. maybe, yeah. maybe he was working for WCW and hadn't really quote unquote started yet.
0: It was, he was probably around because Nancy was still around. I'm assuming.
2: Yeah. I, I can see that either way. Right. Yeah. But you know what mm-hmm. I mean? He, yeah. he may have been gone, but he wasn't gone, gone. Right. Yeah.
0: Well, he, um, if he is gone, he definitely went out with a doozy on this one um and like i said he uh he strips hunter q of his his pantalones in the middle of the ring here and then pretty much proceeds to kick him in the nuts and give him the stomp and uh this may be hunter q's uh departure from ecw well uh, finally <laughs> We've been saying this for months,
1: or at least we've, yeah, we've been, for, been saying this for weeks.
0: We've been saying this for nine months, I think.
1: The, <laughs> the gestation period of a fucking elephant. We've been saying. <laughs> <laughs> Hunter, he was gone. And I think this is finally it. Let's right, hope for the best. When everybody <laughs> saw his, his teeny dang, he was like, I'm out. Somebody <laughs> said, hey, Hunter, the Super Destroyers are outside waiting for you. They,
2: they've had the car running since March.
1: Yeah. That geo tracker ain't gonna fill itself. Yeah,
2: <laughs> you gotta get in there. <laughs> and by the way, on the way home, we gotta drop Sal off. What's the matter, you? <laughs>
0: <clears throat> well, the next deal is the caneing match Sandman and Woman against Tommy Cairo and Peaches. And when I saw Tommy Cairo and Peaches enter the ring in their hard hats, I thought of my brother and I thought, oh boy. My brother is gonna have some good material here. I just put it
1: sandman and woman versus gypsy Tommy Cairo and fucking peaches.
0: That's all you got, really. <laughs> all, all that material and that's all you came up with? All that all that all that opus that you could you could paint your canvas on. I mean
1: they're wearing fucking goddamn brown suspension hats. it's like what the fuck is going on? Yeah. This is like this is like I, I I believe that Tommy Cairo is a gypsy handyman. Okay.
2: He's a gypsy handicap?
1: Handyman. What is your- oh, I handyman. Any- I believe that Tommy Cairo could probably fix your electricity. Or your wheelchair. Or your wheelchair. <laughs> <Yes>. but, <laughs> but just because Peaches touched his Wang doesn't mean that she should be dressing that way. She doesn't know fucking shit from shit. Like, I. Th- Peaches and Tommy Cairo is one of the worst. Um, go ahead, go ahead, say it. Go ahead. I got, I got your back. It, it's one of the worst combos ever. Yes, like, dude, like how is. are you supposed to feel compassion for these people? Like, yeah. I, I, I understand where they're trying to go, but Tommy, yeah. Cairo, Tommy Cairo and Peaches are actually the heels. I've, I've been trying to say this the whole time. Yeah, he's a home um, wrecker. And she's a cheater. She's a cheater. She cheated with Tommy Cairo, and now Tommy Cairo (laughs) is living in the Sandman's house, washing his cable, banging his wife, using his- Drinking his beer! beer, Drinking his beer, using his quote-unquote gym, like the Sandman has one of those. Like, when they get beat up at the end of this, I'm like, they fucking deserved it. Like, when Sandman started (laughs) kicking the shit out of him, I was like, Yeah! Get him! Tommy Cairo. <laughs> yeah, I you. agree. In this situation are pieces of shit.
2: Yep, I, 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 I'm 100 I'm behind you, man. I mean, and Man's all running around in his pajamas, acting a fool, beating <laughs> the tar off uh, of uh, poor Tommy.
1: Poor Tommy Cairo, man. Sam Man just wants he, to use his recliner. That's all he wants to do. He just wants yeah. his recliner back. He just wants. To, <laughs> he just wants to sit in his recliner and watch me TV and fucking relax. But Tommy Cairo's ass is sitting in there, not fucking paying the rent. Fuck him.
0: Yeah,
2: I mean, <laughs> losing, losing, and hanging out with Sal Palomo is not paying the bills. <laughs> he's got, he's got, he's got impeaches. I'm sure taking care of her is not cheap either. If, if I was same man, I'd be like, "Good, you're
1: gonna have." I'm with woman now.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I upgraded big <laughs> time, like Big time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he, he went. He went from like the fucking basement to the goddamn penthouse. So good for you, Sandman. Yeah, good for you. A couple years he gets with Missy. So good for him. Oof. Uh, yeah.
2: Good for him and his insurance company. <laughs> That's a lot of shots.
0: Well, the match starts out here pretty much with a cat fight right off the bat. Um, Peaches and uh, and woman. And what do we think of the match overall? Well, did you guys see the signs? or a couple signs. Mm, I think I missed them. Um, one of the signs
1: was, Sandman, whack, whack that fudge off peaches. <laughs> that, sorry, not fudge. Sandman, whack that fuzz off peaches.
0: <laughs> fudge. <laughs> fudge was funnier, actually. Yeah, fudge.
1: Them. And then there was another sign that said, Kane Joey Styles. And Joey was like, oh, god damn it. I know. Paul. <laughs> we'll put that sign out there.
0: I I totally missed that. Yeah. Whack that fuzz yeah, and up. And I've been,
2: I've been, I've been looking for signs recently because of what's been going on with current wrestling. I've been paying more and more attention to of uh, the signs
1: no, I didn't catch that one either. Yeah, the whack that fuzz off beaches and Pain Joey Styles. That's I
2: funny. mean, i I just thought I just thought all that was just way too long. Mm-hmm.
0: That's actually what I have and down was, here. The, the match isn't bad, but it was too long. You're right. I have that written and, down too.
2: And it was all that just for a, basically a cat fight. I mean, at the end of the day,
0: mm-hmm.
2: it was just like, how much time can we kill just so we can throw a goddamn cat fight? You know. Yeah, that that will pop the
0: people. The um, Sandman, or I'm sorry, Peaches winds up pinning Sandman in this match. So,
1: because I think Tommy Cairo DDT'd him.
0: It, well, yeah, it didn't. It didn't. It didn't no camera
1: catch... shot of any of it.
0: No, like they no, don't
1: do the actual finish of the match. They're just showing you the cat fight, which is mm-hmm. fine because Woman's in the shot. So I'm like, yeah, that's cool. But they don't—they don't show you the actual wrestling finish of the match. I—I—I I, I, I rewound it a little bit, and I, I like off in the corner. I think—I think Tommy hit a DDT on Sam Man, and that was the end of it. So
2: let me let me ask you: Do you think do you think there really was a finish, and that was Paul's way of editing out to make the story play out, or do you think that there?
1: That that's the way it's supposed to go,
0: I think they just screwed up and missed the shot
1: yeah, thing they missed I just think they it was a bad so there out. there was a finish, yeah, I think it was All just right. a bad camera angle
2: well shocker but i, I yeah I, I agree <laughs> and i can go i can go either way with it because you know paul paul made the most out of the least so it could you know but i mean yeah but i I totally agree that when he realized he didn't they didn't catch that shot that he realized he
1: had to change the whole entire thing mm-hmm Either that or they had a shot of it and the fucking DDT looked like shit and he just said, let's just go with the broads wrestling.
2: <laughs> that looks way
1: better, pal. Yeah. <laughs> it's just some ass in that.
2: Well, uh, uh, Let's just throw the Harris brothers out there.
0: Oh, I mean, they're coming. <laughs>
2: how can this get any worse? Somebody's yelling, yeah. how can this get any worse? Where's the Harris brothers? The
0: angle after this deal, you know, the caning... um, Woman with the with the powder shot. Sandman winds up getting to Kane, Tommy, Cairo.
1: Well, are you going to gloss over the fact that they whipped Sandman's ass out <laughs> in front of all those people and they were like, no.
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> Put it back. Put it Man, back.
1: Like, like That's the first time I've ever seen an ECW crowd be like, no. <laughs> an ass shot got booed. <laughs> like yeah, they are they were just
2: like, oh come on, man. Of all the people in the
1: <laughs> ring. as he is.
2: I mean, even even the people went crazy when Mae Young had her puppies pulled out. But that, that was, was for sick. a different reason. When the Hack's ass came out, that ECW crowd was like,
0: no. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and they, they said it like that. It was in slow
0: motion. No, yeah, no. The sandman canes it winds up caning. Tommy Cairo, like I guess that after woman has the throws the powder and uh, Sandman lights up a smoke. I think Were for the sh- first time in the arena,
1: threw it or it didn't like blow out of his ass.
0: Damn, <laughs> Mister Sandman. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's
1: funny.
0: <laughs> oh shit! I lost my train of thought. Thanks, Maxon. I it's lost like my train you, of thought.
1: Like when you like go to attack like an octopus and it like just shoots you with like ink or whatever. <laughs>
0: It's, it's a self-defense mechanism.
1: If you attack James Fullington and pull his pants down, fucking powder shoots out his ass. You
0: know
1: what uh, hey, I'm doing- hey, hey, daddy! <laughs>
2: <laughs> and then it smells like cheap beer
0: <laughs> and Paul malls Yeah, yeah,
1: <laughs>
0: non-filtered, <laughs>
1: non-filtered Darrells.
2: Oh man, woof! <laughs> <laughs> he's he's out there. Smoking cigarettes like he's on the Mary Tyler Moore show.
1: He's uh, like <laughs> Murray.
2: <laughs> he's got a, He's got his cigarettes rolled up into his sleeve and on his shirt. And All right, it, it, it's, it's literally taking. It's taking a while, but you can totally see that there's something there when it comes to hack, right?
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: The people are seeing something that I mean. Take me out of the equation because I don't like mm-hmm. the guy i don't have a personal a feeling about him whatsoever but yeah professionally the people in philadelphia are really starting to they're starting to see something there that that the majority are slowly becoming enamored with mm-hmm. right
0: yeah yeah it's it's kind of a what do you want to say every man character um well,
1: I like Sam, and i and i i know I was making fun of like smoke come out of his ass or whatever but i actually like saying man like i'm a fan of the guy um I don't know him personally, obviously, but his character and everything like that. Like, I enjoy it. And this is the, like, groundswell of it or whatever, where you can see, like, we were talking about, like, where he was in the wetsuit and all that shit. And then, yeah. The good Sandman, you mean? Yeah. (laughs) The, like, you're seeing the evolution of it. And that's what I'm looking forward to as we go through. Like, this is a character, it's kind of like Tommy, where it's a character that, is quintessential ecw that you're going to see it at its infancy and where it goes and mm-hmm. like he hasn't had, he hasn't beer yet like i'm looking forward to him cracking that fucking beer you know and then it's like oh that that's you're off the races you know what i mean well,
0: there 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 is that word that they use i think aew uses it pillars you know the pillars and wouldn't you say sandman's one of the pillars of ecw yeah. yeah, I mean, Sandman
2: is is holding one part of the building up. Um, That building's in pretty bad shape. <laughs>
0: Worse than the Sportatorium?
2: <laughs> uh, I, I can't. Well, I mean, there's at least four or five down, Von Erics that are going to hold the building up. <laughs> I'm thinking Sandman, Sandman, Dreamer. At this point, Sandman, Dreamer. We haven't got Raven yet. Right. So,
1: yeah, that building's, uh, that building's pretty much halfway built. Um, who, who else? Well, not to Com- get too ahead of it because we got a couple of years to go, but I'd say, like, the pillars of ECW to me would be Sandman, Tommy, Sabu, and Raven. Probably. For, I, I would agree for the most part. I mean, I really can't off the top of my head think of anybody. Maybe a,
2: maybe Mike to an extent, but, um, yeah, you basically, throw- uh, they're the four guys. Would
0: either one of you throw RVD in there?
2: No. No. I think yeah. it was not, already... because, not because I don't like him or respect him or
1: appreciate him or any of that. It just He wasn't there long enough. Yeah, that house was already built before he got there, in my opinion.
0: He just moved in. Yeah. yeah. Since moved in and smoked all the weed.
2: Yeah, him and the Street Profits and <laughs> MSK. Why well, don't they just start one big fucking interpromotional pot company?
0: <laughs> the Riddle World Order.
2: <laughs> yeah. Riddle, MSK, all you know, all them people, just put, throw them all in the, in the in the same little group there. And how about one of them just get sick so they can get a, a medical marijuana license, so they don't have to have the problem where they got to go, just, you know, find weed from a shaman, please.
0: Well, the next segment here on this show is nine one one coming out and uh, choke slamming. What is it? Joey Main? was that his name? They Called him, I didn't know they called him a name, yeah. They they gave him a name, this referee. Um, but uh, he gets chokeslammed, huh? It's John Pee Wee Moore. That was Pee
1: Wee, yeah. Okay, I, I don't think that was Pee Wee, yeah. It was, oh, well,
2: yeah. I mean, I know Pee Wee. Pee Wee comes up with Sabu, like Sabu has a um, like a big um, like RV, and Sabu sometimes, oh, uh, well, sometimes Fozzie tours later on. But yeah,
1: Pee-wee, would, but he would come up because he would drive
0: it. He's got to be the DD, huh?
1: Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's... the greatest uh... thing in the world, thinking of Pee-wee Moore just driving up a fucking RV with Sabu in it.
2: Oh, yeah, it's got to be a fun time right there.
0: Door opens and smoke just comes yeah, rolling, rolling out of the fucking thing. It's bloom of smoke.
1: <laughs> it's just like...
2: Fantastic! In Sabujo, and, and Sabu's yelling like they we got to stop off at the Seven Eleven to get some uh, some rolling papers. And then they pull in, and they open this big the big front door, and smoke pours out. And Sabu walks out and does the whole point to the sky with his with no shirt on and his headgear
0: on, with the music blare the music blaring through the stereo system.
2: Yeah. <laughs> That's, that's, thats an exciting life the wrestlers have to lead. that everywhere they go there's songs playing they walk into the grocery store you know what I mean just oh here he is <laughs> <laughs> I, I would just, I would just hope I have a great cool entrance song like deep purple perfect strangers
0: yeah <laughs> every time taz walks into publix survive if I let you.
2: <laughs> if i let you. Playing. That little short-ass bastard walking into a buffet. <laughs> he's he's looking at the people, and people are like, oh, we can take him. <laughs> we can handle this short little fucking survive if I let him. <laughs> and he runs right over there and starts beating up the mashed potatoes. He starts like, elbow on the roast eat.
1: beef. I'm going to eat off the kid's menu.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> can I get an orange soda and a small fry? And a, and, a, and a frankfurter. <laughs> dinosaur Good. nugget.
1: Right he doesn't over call them hot dogs. Way. He calls them frankfurters.
0: <laughs> and I want the bun toasted.
1: Yeah. Dinosaur, some dinosaur nuggets.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and these better be Chef Boyardee. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Taz, <laughs> he's in the next match on this show. It is Taz versus the Pitbull. Of course, Jason... In the Pitbull's corner, um, Aaron, let's say you on this matchup? Um,
1: it went way too long. Mm-hmm. Way too long for a, for a supposed grudge match. Like, they, they had too many wrestles in the middle of it, and it, just, it. I thought the feud itself leading into it was good. And I somewhat enjoyed it, but the match itself was kind of a letdown.
2: Yeah, wasn't that like 40, didn't it feel like going 45 minutes? It felt like it. I mean, for like, real. Didn't it seem like it was like, do you think that was edited down from like 45 minutes?
1: Yeah. And it's like, why if it's this like grudge match between these two supposed animals, are they doing like fucking chin locks and leg locks and all this shit it just it felt like it was just way too long and had way too much stalling in it like
2: the commentary was setting
1: another agenda than the match was right yeah and like the
2: match was the match was just taking place but then paul figured out a way to to redirect the commentary to get what he wanted out of it is that what you're saying yeah. kind
1: yeah, and, and and like I said, if it's a if it's a grudge match, why is fucking Gary Wolf grabbing a rear chin lock and why is he doing fucking leg locks and Taz doing his shit? It's, it just seemed much longer than what it needed to be.
0: Yeah, I have I actually have in my notes too much wrestling. You know, the beginning was promising. Yeah, the beginning was promising. They started out, you know, outside the ring and brawling and but I totally agree. Way too much wrestling
1: here. And and the thing is like the wrestling wasn't bad.
0: No. No.
1: I mean like they didn't do anything that looked like shit in the ring, but for the match that it was supposed to be, it didn't work. Yeah. I mean, I agree totally.
2: Nothing nothing left me wa- nothing left me wanting more, right?
0: No. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I don't want to watch these guys wrestle again. That's cool. Come
2: on. <laughs> what do you mean? It's over? what do you mean it's over? Ring the bell. <laughs>
0: Well, the pit bull goes over here with a chain shot to the head on Taz um, after a distra- distraction from Jason. Um, Jason's distra- distraction
1: was getting dumped on his fucking head.
0: Oh, <laughs> did it knock any
2: scented
1: to him? No. <laughs> How
2: yeah. do you
0: like my
1: bump on the head? <laughs> How do
2: you
0: like my dump on the head? All right. Mr. Austin earlier brought up the Bruise Brothers. And they are in the next match here on When Worlds Collide. It is the ECW champion Shane Douglas, Mr. Hughes, and the public enemy against J.T. Smith and the Bruise Brothers uh, in an elimination match. Now, this was supposed to have Road Warrior Hawk in it. They say he's injured. I say he just told them, I'm not coming. Uh, I say he started with WCW. <laughs> like,
2: that yeah, I, say I say he didn't I, even I say He did. He, didn't show up. he did. I mean – he, I mean, personally, I believe that I was at, I was at a show that Paulie addressed the locker room about Hawk not being there, and it was because he was uh, booked on another show. And I, 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 don't remember. Like, see, this is what this is what boggles my mind is that I don't remember if Paul guaranteed that that Hawk was going to be at the Philadelphia show. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because that was one of them weekends where it was like a show on Friday, a show on Saturday. And then like the HW show was like on Sunday afternoon or whatever, or Saturday night or whatever. But yeah, there was no row warrior Hawk. And we're like, well, the main event's not here, you know? Mm
0: -hmm.
2: And then Paul had to address it by saying that Hawk was going to be at the, at the arena or whatever, but, but he probably knew damn well that he wasn't. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, if if I had to if I had to put money on it, that's where I put my money. Is that Paul? That he told Paul that he wasn't he wasn't making it because I don't think I, I don't I don't think Hawk had or I don't think Hawk had developed that kind of reputation at that point. H- had he not, Nate? Do I? Am I missing something? He wasn't a he wasn't known for being a no show at that point because it, in that stage of his career, wasn't the independence all that he had?
0: Yeah, well, I was gonna say he he made a lot more shots when ECW was a lot crappier than this. You know what I mean? Like, obviously he's not right. a guy that's just like, fuck off. So yeah, like you said, he, he probably found some bigger money somewhere else. Maybe WCW. I can't remember that. I'd have to look at the timeline and see if that lines up, but Japan. Yeah. I mean,
2: see, do, you, dude, do you not, think somebody of that caliber, somebody of that caliber of a talent, would have some sort of a calendar in front of them to <laughs> let to, you know, let you know that before I take a booking in Philadelphia, I am going to be in Nagasaki. Right?
0: <laughs> is oh, he still is uh, yeah. he is he is he still teaming with Sasaki at this point?
2: Well, this is ninety four, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, okay.
2: This is kind of like um, I mean, I am not sure like what month, but yeah, we're definitely in the same year.
0: This match, though, uh, once again, it's kind of a theme as we are uh, going through the show. I understand. I understand the story they were trying to tell with JT. Whether good or bad, I understand the story they were trying to tell. They were trying to tell the underdog story here. I get it. But did you guys also think that this thing just went on way too fucking long? Yeah.
2: Yeah, it did. Um, not a lot of, not a whole lot more to elaborate on that other than the fact that yeah, it went on way too long. And they did a I mean, I fucking- I, I I I agree I, I agree with Aaron's answer
1: as well. Is they he did. I'm like a- here. They did a they did a count out, Mister Hughes and Shane and the Bruise Brothers or whatever it counted out. It's like CCW. How is there a count out? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. It, it's just it was convoluted and it went way too long. The gist
0: of the story they never really was- had.
2: They never really had count outs. The match just went away. Yeah,
1: <laughs> everybody, everybody, I mean,
2: you know, it just went away. The- I, can, I can see it because I used to be a Mark. For like the old seventies magazines, when they would have like the results from other like house shows and stuff in there,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and it would say like Jose Estrada wrestled Rick McGraw to a twenty minute drawl or whatever. I could see this just saying whatever these two hand bones, and the finish was it just went away.
0: <laughs> yeah, most most of the and, match. I'd and be reading it as a,
2: yeah, most of the match just disappeared. disappeared. Yeah. Yes, and, and, I, and I'd be like a, a fan watching it going. Wow! It just went away. That's a hell of a finish.
0: And the 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 the, the gist of the match, folks, is that the heels—I guess you'd call them—are working over the knee of JT Smith. Mister Hughes gives it like a, a splash. He splashes his knee. Public Enemy's working over the knee. Um, and then again, saying this goes on too long. Eventually, eventually, JT Smith gets the upset win over both. Johnny Grunge and Rocco Rock, and become the sole survivor of this this elimination match. That's the. uh, the I see
2: what you did there. I see what you did there. He's the sole survivor. Sole survivor. (laughs) I didn't even mean to do that. That was a (laughs) win. All right. Yeah. You know. He, He didn't. He didn't win some free studio time in a rap studio.
0: <laughs> I made a joke, he get,
2: and he didn't get rims.
0: <laughs> when yeah. you when you work when you work a podcast with Chad Austin and Aaron Max, and you can make a joke and not even know you made it.
1: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Good for him.
0: Yes, I mean, if if, if, I, if I'm going to be a racist, I'm
2: going to be I'm going to do it right. And not, I'm not going to be not, half
0: racist, not accidentally, like I
1: did. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, here you are. You're to take subtle jabs. <laughs> you're any Comments, yeah. We going to the main I mean, event? me and
2: Aaron over here, at least we, we wear our hearts on our sleeve. You're over there being all <laughs> subtle,
0: taking little yeah. jabs, or, all on your high horse. Hold on, let me. <laughs> you think you're all mightier than. And now, everybody, we move into the main event of When Worlds Collide the match we all came to see, and it did not disappoint, in my opinion. Sabu and beautiful Bobby Eaton against Terry Funk. And Arn Anderson. It did not disappoint.
1: But what was that fucking music that the WWE used for Terry Funk and Arn Anderson coming out?
0: Would Terry have been coming out to Desperado at this point? No. Yes. No? Yes? Was it? Yes. He? Yeah. Okay. I, I, I thought
1: so. I didn't think he used that until mm-hmm. fucking barely legal.
2: You know what, honestly he probably didn't come out to anything because I, I do think if we go back and watch some of the older tapes older shows, that you could probably hear where the audio was dubbed in, like post-production, because fuck me, it not come out to anything
0: Possibly, but this is, I think Aaron, this is their, this is WWE Network or Peacock or whatever the fuck this is their version of, of Desperado I think you that, make uh, Desperado worse Arn Anderson and Terry Funk come out to here. Um, Doozy Rado. <laughs>
1: Doozy Rado. why don't you come to your senses?
2: Yeah, you call Archie Mitchell.
1: No fences for too long now.
2: <laughs> all right, I know we're we're I know we're trying to make time here and all. Come on. <laughs> We don't. We don't need a karaoke. I mean. what am I? You want me to?
0: Caroline. <laughs> da, da, da. All right. The match itself. Aaron, Chad. What did we think? Of course. Like I said, I really dug it. I actually have a lot of notes on the match. Like I was trying to be fucking Wade Keller and do a play-by-play or whatever. But I
1: got four spots. Wrote down that I do notes.
0: Okay. Um,
2: I, I really, I really would have loved to have have been there, man. Again, that's just one of them shows where I was booked doing something else,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and I couldn't have been there. But after I went, after I, after watching it now, you know, on the cock, and then and and seeing it with how my, how great I thought it was, I was just thinking, man, I wish I I, w- I really wish I could have been there. I mm-hmm. I would have loved to have been there. It's one of them, you know. You don't know what you you know you kind of you missed till it was gone, kind of thing, you know. Right, right. I mean, if if somebody would have told me. Whatever show I was working, I was probably working with fucking Bundy or something. Nikolai or somebody like that. If you were to told me, hey, you got a chance to go either watch this or work five seconds with Bundy, I'll pass up. But you no, know, it was probably because I was doing a a three day weekend or a two day weekend of somewhere, mm-hmm. you know, and, and and ECW just wasn't paying any more than the other people were. So But yeah, I wish I really could have been there because I would have loved to have seen Arn in the arena, man, and
1: Bobby.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Like, and they—it's later in my notes, but that's something I put in my notes is I like Bobby Eaton. Okay, love Bobby Eaton but he was kind of like um, like in the ECW arena, kind of like a um, sore thumb or whatever. Like it didn't look like he really worked, but I would have loved to see more Arn Anderson in ECW.
0: I actually have it. Yeah, I have it in my notes here. I think it's so cool to watch Arn Anderson work Sabu.
1: Yeah, like I, I think um, I know we're going to get to like um, Shane working with Tully, but I would have much rather it be fucking Arn Anderson and Shane Buckless. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like Arn? <clears throat> Arn to me, I didn't think about it as a kid watching it, but watching it now, I'm like, man, fucking Arn. If he would have like not been like signed with WCW and just been like, okay, I'm just gonna go work fucking Philly and work in ECW, I think that dude would have been great there forever, in my opinion.
2: Yeah, how I mean, how
1: great would that relationship have been?
2: You know, because you know what? What do they say? Paulie always says that he got Bobby and Arn. Off of the lawsuit, right? Mm -hmm. So I was like, but he got them for like one or two shows each.
0: Yeah, two. I think two. Well,
2: what were you suing for, Oreos? (laughs) I mean, you got you got two of the best workers. I mean, best all around workers in the business. I'm not going to say names because they weren't, uh, in my opinion, they weren't Hogan or Flair. You know what I mean? Right. But well respected enough. That people would pay money
1: to see him,
0: especially with phil Especially with Philadelphia fans.
1: But yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think Arn, yes. Arn, if he wouldn't have had that WCW contract and would have been able to just stick around in ECW, I think that would have had fucking legs. I think Arn. Why couldn't
2: been they have that. worked together? I just
1: I mean, is it is it all
2: about dick size with these fucking people? Like <laughs> why couldn't they just work together? I you know, you would think they would all benefit from it. Because you understand mm-hmm. why WWE wouldn't work, you know, wouldn't want to work with ECW because they gotta they gotta brainwash their people.
0: Yeah. Well and ironically, but, who wound up working with them the most? <laughs>
2: yeah, right. And then look where it put ECW. Mm-hmm. Behind the and, A ball, and then on the pe-
0: eventually out of business, on the, yeah. On the peacock, that's where it put ECW, yeah. <laughs> but Aaron, you said you had four, spot, four spots here. That
1: well, no, I mean, I had some spots, but there's also Joey Styles talks about how, um, Arn held the NWA tag team championships with uh Tully Blanchard and Bobby Eaton, and Bobby Eaton held the and Bobby Eaton held them with Stan Lane, and then he goes, Stan Lane, who knows what he does now or where he's at, but he probably shouldn't be doing it. <laughs> what? He, he said that? Yeah, he just buries Stan Lane. For like no reason. It's like, why are you attacking Stan Lane? He didn't do anything to anybody. Well, maybe his maybe his sister is one of Stan Beat's
2: deadbeat baby mamas. Maybe maybe Joey Styles is holding holding the grudge against Stan Lane because he got Joey Styles' sister pregnant and he's not
1: he's not uh, taking taking care of the kid. <laughs> Can't believe you knocked up my sister Joni Styles. <laughs> she looks like China. With a, with a mustache. <laughs> with a
2: mustache. He looks like Burt Reynolds. <laughs> did you, did you just see that? Joey Styles with his little glasses and his clean cut look. And You, you, you go to his house and knock on a door and China with a mustache that looks like Burt Reynolds opens the door.
0: But still with the Joey Styles glasses on. Yeah. yeah. It, like, the the all got
2: big pork. They all got poor vision.
0: <laughs> she opens the door and I'm just like, oh my god!
2: <laughs> yep, that's where it came from. What the fuck
1: do you want? <laughs> smoking a that's where oh my god came from. <laughs> Joni Styles.
0: <clears throat>
1: <laughs> <laughs> but there's a spot that Arn takes that's actually pretty impressive. He's up on the top rope and Sabu drop kicks him and he Bounce, he bumps off the top all the way to the ground. I, I thought that looked good. Um, like I said, I think Arn honestly is the show stealer in this entire match. I know Bobby's in it, Bobby Eaton's in it, and Terry Funk's in it, and Sabu's in it, and everything. But I just think Arn just killed it in this match, in my opinion. Yeah, is everybody still there? Yeah, we, we're still, I'm still. Figure out what what you think Arn is. I just think Arn, like, like in this entire match, I just think Arn did the best job out of everybody in it. Well, Arn's a gem nonetheless. I mean,
2: he, I, you know, I don't know what to say. He he knew he's not there full, he's not there permanently, right? Yeah. And he still worked hard, didn't he? I mean, you you don't
1: think he, you don't think he mailed it in, right? No, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't, I, I don't think anybody in this match mailed it in but i'm just saying i think arn in this the body of the match i think he was the most entertaining thing in it in my like everybody did a fantastic job but just in my opinion he was he was the best out of everybody
0: um terry funk that i was going to say I, I loved watching terry in this match little things like there was that part where he got himself caught up in the ropes on purpose and Terry does Terry does little things that like Terry will be like, Oh, there's a piece of the table. You know <laughs> I'm just gonna pile drive this guy on a piece of the table. I'm not gonna make <laughs> it big. I'm not gonna make it dramatic. I'm just gonna use what's around me. And and he's he's so good at that. I wasn't trying to cut you off, Aaron. I just you oh, said know. his name and, and I was just like, he was so good here, as always.
1: And he did a power bomb. And I wrote in my notes. I've never seen Terry Funk do a power bomb before. I don't think I've ever seen him do a power bomb after. <laughs> like he does a fucking power bomb in this match. It's like what the fuck is that?
2: Yeah, I, I'm I'm trying to roll back through my mind. The last time I seen a Terry Funk powerbomb. bomb, I mean, I'm sure he may have did one in what FMW or Wing, maybe, maybe like in one of those
1: exploding matches. But mm-hmm. I don't remember ever seeing. It. No, he was a, he wasn't Juicer's under Funk. I'll tell you that.
0: <laughs> <and> thunder Funk. <laughs> no
1: that, that wasn't him <laughs> And that moonsault he did Fucking bounced He missed it But he fucking bounced It it was good shit Like, but it, I I, it I looked fun.
0: back at Sorry I looked back at my notes And I said something I think earlier when I said Funk got caught up in the ropes Got himself caught up the, He got himself caught up in the ropes He got himself caught up in the ring apron Yes Just those little touches that he does That's killing time man
2: mm-hmm. That's killing time
0: in the best possible way. I love way. that kind.
2: <laughs> I I love that kind of shit. That um, we, we know where you can go outside the ring. And he does that stuff where he just swings all wild, you know, mm-hmm. like he's gonna mm-hmm. attack a fan and don't know what he's doing and all that kind of stuff. He's just killing time because he's w- what he's probably doing is he's probably feeling the crowd and thinking about what he wants to do next. Mm-hmm. Because it's not like you're not working. Ray Mysterio funk over here, where you got to go over every single spot. You know, that way, you, you you know you know you're not gonna mess up any. You know what I mean?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Where you're gonna mess up any of Ray Ray's stuff or anything like that? So it's not like because that that stuff is very precise and it has to be in exact, and it takes a lot of timing, time, timing and precisionment to um, execute it. Right? but Funk is just like just in there, and then he'll find you. I mean. Sure, you got to look stupid for a while and pretend like you're still selling from a, an elbow. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean. You got to be all wobbly, kneed and and then, and then even though you're you look up and you realize this is like six minutes already.
0: Like a, where'd you go? A question that I had written, and then, written it, down. And then I'm when sorry, you get that
2: little, well, I mean when you get that one little opportunity where you can look out of the corner of your eye. And you look to see where Terry is, and you realize you're a crowd roaring over the other side of the building. You're like, "Yeah, how do you get over there? Like, what are you doing?"
0: A question I had to, to written down to ask you, Chad, is: I think I know that that I know Sabu. You know, obviously, his uncle was the fucking chic, and he's been wrestling for a few years at this point, and he's done. You know, he's already toured Japan and et cetera, et cetera. Do you think Sabu appreciated and recognized the? insane learning tree he wrestled in under the uh, under during this evening i think i to a detriment because mm-hmm. at, at at some point in that point
2: at sabu's career i don't know if sabu wants to hear it wants to admit it or wants to talk about it but there was a time around around this part of his career where he was hard to deal with and i only speak about that because i was close to several promoters that tried to book him
0: Mm-hmm.
2: That that did that eventually did, or some of them didn't book him, but he came with, you know, he had a, he had a high price tag. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, and, and of course he wasn't doing a job that wasn't even going to be, th- th- it wasn't even being like, hey, Sabu, we have this local kid here. You know what I mean? Right. It, that wasn't even going to be in the
0: discussion. But All yeah, right. So, uh, oh, go ahead. Sorry.
2: No, I'm just saying. Yeah, Sabu was. This is, this will, we're getting into where Sabu is is starting to is really somebody you know in mm-hmm. the in the big in the grand scheme of themes in the business.
0: The finish of this matchup, um, Aaron, did you have anything else? I'm sorry.
1: Well, no, it's just like it's kind of building on what you were saying. Like, Chad, do you think like Sabu in this would have been the guy sitting in the corner listening to Terry Funk and Arn? and saying okay we're get, okay I'll do that I'll do that or do you think he was saying hey I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that or do you think he was respectful enough to just let those guys lead whatever they're going to do
2: um yeah a little bit of both it was going to be sabu saying all right um you, what do you have planned because this is what I have to get in not not that you have to say sabu has to get all his shit in because getting all his shit in is completely, just entirely, utterly too much, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I don't know what, say, Um, like, if, when, if I wrestled, if I would have wrestled in the last few years, if I wrestled I, and I had a, work, a young kid, I would ask the guy, like, uh, all right, give me three things that you can do. I asked him, give me three things that you can do well, you know? And he'll tell me, I go, okay, well, we'll figure out a way to put that in the match, you know? Mm-hmm. And... And I'm sure Arn's like, all right, Sabu, tell me three things that you you know, want to do. Like, he's not he's not going to just lay there for
1: table after table and you know and chair. <laughs> yeah. but <laughs> he said, he was like, oh man, Arn, I'll put you on the table and then I'll jump off and fucking put a chair into your face and drive you through it. Arn's probably gonna be like, no, no, yeah,
0: or, yeah. hey, hey, Arn, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna wildly throw a chair at your skull. Is that okay? No. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so I'm, I'm sure, yeah, yeah.
2: I mean, there, there's ways around working with everybody, because I never, I never liked, that's one of the reasons why I never really, ever really wanted to go to the WWE, because it was too overproduced, mm-hmm. and I I didn't want to work with somebody who, who I knew didn't want to do anything, right. because, you know, they didn't have to, or, or they had a character, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. and the character didn't require them. Oh, I get it. Require your gimmick doesn't require you to sell for me. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, I see. You're not gonna sell for me because it's your gimmick.
0: It's your gimmick, oh, bro. Yeah. Well,
2: how about my gimmick is I'm God.
0: <laughs>
2: that, that's my Did, gimmick.
0: Didn't he team with Shawn Michaels in 2006? That guy. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. What's the every- gimmick? Right. How many people want to work with me when I tell them oh, my name is AIDS? <laughs> yeah, you, you don't you don't want to put me over. Well, I'm
0: going over, kid. Here come the legions. Um, yeah,
1: the legions of doom. Oh, the legions oh, of lesions, doom. All right, Jesus Christ it comes along with AIDS. <laughs> nobody, nobody gets over the legions of doom. <laughs> they don't <talk> to nobody.
2: <laughs> the legions. The open sores of doom.
0: <laughs>
2: the cut, scrape, scratches, and bruises and abscesses.
0: Of, of doom. Of doom. <laughs> <laughs> that's well, right. he, yeah, that's right. <laughs> the, the public enemy comes out and attacks Fairy, 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 the funky, scar- fairy, fairy Funk. funk. Yeah. Who? The legions of doom. <laughs> The public enemy comes out and attacks Terry Funk here during this match, and this is obviously um, spawned from what we saw last week with Polly dangerously going and asking them to do something, do something terrible to Terry Funk. The problem is, it, it's not effective because it doesn't cause the it doesn't cause the fall. Does that make sense, Aaron?
1: Yeah, but it's also like I've never seen anybody blade their knee before in wrestling.
0: <laughs> he said
2: bleed their knee.
1: Yeah. Like Terry Funk like they come out and attack him and like Terry's bleeding from his knee because the public enemy attacked him so he he like gigged his knee in the match and it's like I've never seen anybody do that. Like usually if they're just selling the knee they're like, "Oh, my knee it's all fucked up." But Terry made sure that he was fucking bleeding from his knee off of the attack. and, and is it actually, Terry
2: Is Terry getting credit for the first person to bleed, like, or blade himself everywhere,
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: behind but, the ear, you know, His elbow, his yeah, knee. elbow, <laughs> knee, breast, chest, neck, and head. But see, well, Nate, I mean, <laughs> what is he doing over there? Is He is he sitting down there at the double cross ranch with a blade? Just he's he's taking he's slashing a toe to see if he gets good color.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna bl- I'm gonna blade my colic bone tonight.
2: And I, I could just see him doing it in front of Dory. like, And Dory's kind of standing there looking at him, and he's like, Junior, I'm going to get color from here. And Junior's just staring at him like,
0: and he's he like, has no idea don't. what's going on. And Dory's like, I don't know, Terry, that might work. It might not work. <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. He, he, he's, got,
2: he's got absolutely no idea what's going on. I'm just,
1: so, I'm just over there
2: you know, here to, like Dory's just over there. Aren't trying we to building? Money. Aren't we building towards Dory coming in?
0: Yep, that's the next. That's the next show. They're the next big show.
1: Yeah, Dory's just oh, over so you here.
2: got. So what you're saying is you got plenty of time to wake him up.
1: <laughs> Dory Funk's just over there trying to buy to, get, a to get him ready for the next show. Goddamn, Patty, who's that fucking Peanuts character? I was thinking about.
0: Peppermint Patty.
1: Yeah, Peppermint Patty. This fucking Tori looks like fucking Charlie Brown. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, no. The no, finish comes the in this You're match.
1: To kick the football and fucking Lucy just keeps pulling it. But no, Nate, what, what you were saying, like, where you were talking about how Public Enemy going and attacking the knee didn't make any sense in the finish. It actually does.
0: Right. Okay.
1: Because... They attack his knee, and Sabu keeps trying to get him into the Funk spin and toehold, and he keeps reversing it. And then eventually, um, Arn comes down there, gets hit by the chair by mistake by Terry, and Arn takes offense to that, and then attacks his knee again. And then Funk ends up submitting because um, I think it's Sabu gets him in the the single crab. And Terry can't stand the knee pain anymore and ends up submitting. So it all fucking actually makes sense at the end of it. Well, when you put it that way in a four minute explanation.
0: Fair enough. It's all,
1: it, it's enough. all right there. We should have seen it. It's actually a great finish. And that I is have to go back and watch it.
0: That is in a nutshell or a big, a big fucking nutshell. The when worlds collide show here on reliving the extreme, our review of the show overall Chad, what did you think of this show, beginning to end, overall?
2: What th- this show or the show we were watching? The show we were watching.
0: <laughs> this show's this show's great, of course.
2: Yeah, I mean this this show we somehow mustered up a a halfway decent episode. Yeah, I thought it was a good show. I mean, I'm not going to say it was great. It, it had its moments. I would say it was, mm-hmm. It was. Uh, uh, you know what, I'm not going to say good. I'm going to say solid.
0: I think so, too. And I, my only complaint, really, to be honest, my only complaint is there were a couple of matches that they just, what? they spent five to six minutes too long getting to the point. But other than that, Rebel, Rebel and, the, and the elimination match and the Taz match, like they, they all served their purpose and they were fine, but they just spent too long getting to the point, I guess. And you know okay. what? Maybe maybe when you were there in the ECW arena in the moment, it didn't feel that way, you know, to be oh, fair. Oh, I, I,
2: can, I can totally agree with that, man. If you were mm-hmm. there because a show, if you were at the ECW arena, a show that's supposed to be two hours
1: was going to be four and a half hours.
2: So, yeah, I <laughs> totally agree with that. Aaron, what did you
0: think overall?
1: Um... I thought that this, like, I watched this when I was younger and I thought it was fantastic. But the older I got, like, I, I think it's still a really good show, but it wasn't as good um, as I remember. Like when I watched it initially when I was younger, I wasn't reviewing it. You know what I mean? I was good just good point. I I wasn't watching it as a fan. I wasn't like okay. Nate and Chad and I are gonna sit down and nitpick this thing and and find what we think is funny or find what we don't like. I'm just gonna watch it. And it's right. kind of like C- yeah. case in case
2: in point, Aaron. Remember when they used to show the ads for the, the the home video? Yeah. Didn't you want to buy that? Yeah. And then when you got it, you were like, How much do I pay for this? Yeah. It's like, "Hey, eh, this thing's kinda of dragging out a little bit. Yeah. Exactly. Like you watch you watch the commercial and you're like, look at Bobby Eaton, Arn Anderson
1: and then you buy the tape and you're just going, Oh, it's Bobby Eaton and Arn Anderson. Yeah. It's kind of dragging a little bit, you know. And and that's what I'm saying, like not nitpicking it, just sitting there and watching it, and you're like, Yeah, oh, this is a pretty good show but when you start to analyze it, you start seeing the the good and the bad with it and I, and there was a lot more good than there was bad, but I just think it was solid, but it wasn't as good as I remembered as a kid. Yep, you, you ain't lying, buddy. Like, I ain't mad at it, but... I <laughs> you ain't, ain't mad it. at it? I ain't mad at it, but I ain't taking it, it home. It already yet. happened. <laughs> yeah, I'm not mad
2: at it. It happened 30 years ago. Jesus. You know, I'm not, I'm not mad at Hitler, you know, for... <laughs> Pearl Harbor. I'm not mad at you. <laughs> whatever, don't what, whatever. Don't, don't Didn't even about. know you.
1: <laughs> don't, talk yeah. about don't talk to Nate about Hitler. Don't talk to anybody. I don't know
2: Hitler. what was going on behind the scenes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> don't talk to Nate about anything about Hitler or anything like that. He'll drop you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shut up, you face.
2: <laughs> the greatest heel ever. That's that him. Him and the devil are the greatest heels
0: ever. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, that is it for the. Reliving the extreme review of When Worlds Collide. I'd like to ask this, Aaron, any parting words for our listeners and and viewers this week?
1: Um, Not much. Just if, like I said before, um, dial 445 278 1256. And if you need your snake drain, or if you need your drain snaked, or your. What? Yeah. If you need your
0: snake drained, that's peaches. <laughs> <laughs> what, what kind of
1: business need... are
2: you running over there? <laughs>
1: listen. listen. 445.
2: We, we were trying to four, listen.
1: 445-226-1567. Four, four, two, two, if you need your drain snaked or you need your, cured gutters. If you need your gutters with the leaves because it's fall time now and all that shit. Or you need um, your heating worked on. That, we got a sponsor. That's Gypsy. It's Gypsy Cairo. He'll help you <laughs> out. G- what Gypsy? What Gypsy Cairo? That's is this a, a truth? It's Gypsy what, Handy what, Handyman. What is, what is it, we, Gypsy Handyman Tommy Cairo. Help. Yeah.
0: Oh, okay. All
1: right. It's a it's a work. I got you. I'm thinking like <laughs> you got a sponsor,
2: and I'm just stepping all over it. Like, it, it, Aaron's got a buddy of his that has a, a roofing company that wants to come out and clean out your gutters?
0: Yeah, Tommy Cairo. <laughs> here, I, here I am making fun of him? But it's
2: Tommy Cairo's side job.
0: And sometimes he'll work for peaches. Oh, good Lord. And then, you
2: know what? I heard he's moving to the country, too.
1: <laughs> Gonna eat a lot of peaches? <laughs>
2: yeah, I heard that.
1: We chat any any pan. <laughs> Chad,
2: right.
0: any parting words for our listeners this week?
2: I don't know. I'm not I'm not even sure I want to be a part of this anymore. <laughs> this whole debacle. Thanks a lot,
0: Aaron. You're sorry. Yeah.
2: I mean I was gonna I was you gonna try to promote something, but uh, I don't know. Aaron just ruined it for me. I um check out Chad's video vault. Uh take mm-hmm. care, brush your hair, throw some napkins mm-hmm. in the air. <laughs>
0: that's it I'm done Reliving the Extreme we'll see you next week everybody that's fantastic Reliving the Extreme is a production of Maxin' Out Media All Rights Reserved